old and I am trying to grow human for the very first time. This is a podcast about pregnancy, all the ups and downs that come with it and the things I never knew and probably should about having an actual baby. All thoughts are my own, I'm not a medical professional but facts and musings will be backed up by any research and medical advice that I may find. Welcome to Trying to Grow a Human. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening. I hope you are all good. How are you? Uh, Welcome to episode eight of the podcast. Uh, I say it every time, but I can't believe we're at the eighth episode already. And that's not even including the bonuses. So thank you so much if you've been listening so far, or maybe you've just dipped in now. Welcome, welcome. We are on episode eight and it's very exciting. I have a couple of months left of pregnancy and it's not very long, is it? (laughs) I haven't quite worked out how many more podcasts I'll do leading up to the baby arriving. Obviously, I, I do one a month mainly, but that may change. I will definitely do one more and then we'll see after that because... The one after that would be too close to due day and, you know, might not be quite up to making a podcast. So I'll keep you posted on all of that. So it's the 1st of December today. It is December, the penultimate month of my due date, due time, whatever you want to call it. And I hope you're all excited for Christmas, excited for, you know, cosy nights and lots of hot chocolate. (laughs) And I am at week 32 of pregnancy, and that's seven months in now, which is no mean feat. Things are definitely clicking into place and feeling very real now. I know that's cliche to say, but they really do. (laughs) I think I'll start with discussing some symptoms first, because I have been getting some new ones right in this third trimester, just to spice things up a bit. So (laughs) let's delve into that shall we firstly the tiredness is back of course it's back I felt quite tired during the first trimester most women do because there's a lot going on in the body and I'm definitely feeling it coming back now creeping back in some days are better than others but I'm definitely finding that I want to rest more even you know standing on feet for too long just in one position is is exhausting (laughs) because naturally I'm feeling heavier and baby is still growing she's not going to stop she's not going to stop growing so it can all get a bit much and a lie down is definitely most needed I said on my Instagram yesterday that Adam kind of made me nap yesterday I didn't want to because I just I felt like I have too much to do you know he was like no go You're going to nap and it was helpful. So thank you, Adam. (laughs) And other things I've been experiencing, I've started needing to go for a wee in the night, which I thought I had avoided. I thought I had gotten away with that. But no, it's happening now. 
because baby is taking up room, feeling really heavy. As soon as I kind of turn to the other side, I can feel, oh, my bladder's full, isn't it? And I kind of wait to see how long I can hold it, but really I should just go straight away. So, yeah, that's quite an annoying part of pregnancy, but one you just have to deal with. I think it's very, very common, and especially just going to the loo more in general in the day as well, like got to empty that bladder uh, when baby is pressing on it constantly. <laughs> and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I have also been feeling, definitely been feeling warmer in pregnancy. And I guess I've noticed that because it is coming up to winter now and I've not really felt like I've needed to wrap up in loads of layers. And I know body temperature does go up when you're pregnant, but I I noticed it in the evenings, like usually I'd be freezing and get a cosy blanket, but I'm actually finding myself taking layers off instead. So I've definitely noticed that a little bit more recently. And then another symptom, all of the symptoms, guys, uh, it might be too much information, but I don't care because this is a pregnancy podcast <laughs> and I'm here to be honest, okay? Um, basically, on and off over the past month, I've woken up with these dark circles on my top and I've discovered that I've been leaking a tiny bit of milk which is wild it's actually colostrum technically which is the first bit of milk that you get um, for the baby but I was amazed when I first discovered it I was like what what is wrong with me um I told my midwife and she said that's a good sign so it really feels like body is getting ready for baby being here now so yeah it's pretty special and then a final thing oh it happened a few nights ago I got woken up with cramp in the night and if anyone's experienced that they know the pain they know the pain of it I got it in my calf and it was oh gosh it was so painful I was just like Adam what do I do what do I do Definitely panicked a bit, but <laughs> I made I made it clear it was cramp. I wasn't, you know, going into labour or anything. But yeah, that was not fun. It hurt so much. And then my muscles still been aching since. So that's joyful. And again, that is common in pregnancy. My yoga teacher actually said that it was due to maybe lack of bit lack of iron or lack of magnesium, which is interesting. I mean, it's only happened once, so I'll see how I go. Otherwise, maybe I'll look into it a little bit more. As expected, my bump is getting rounder each week. And I find myself always looking in mirrors to see what I look like. You kind of become very vain when you're pregnant <laughs> because you lose track of how big you actually are. And knowing what you look like, I suppose, you're just kind of used to it because you're carrying this baby around when you keep looking in the mirror, you're like, oh, I've, I think I've changed quite a lot this week. I think I'm quite bigger. Like, putting on gym clothes, I was like, oh, gosh, I look massive. <laughs> but again, yeah, that's expected. Now I'm in the third trimester. I'm going to get a bit more bigger. And, you know, I've still got two months to go. So, yeah, she's going to be big. And I've also, I've got a very faint brown line running down my tummy, which you may have seen before on pregnant people on photos and things. And it's called, excuse my pronunciation, the linea nigra. And it's caused by, surprise, surprise, hormones. 
and it goes away, it kind of fades away once your baby is born. It's just one of those things that happens, I suppose. I finally had my COVID booster jab, which made me feel a bit groggy for a couple of days, but it was totally fine. And I'm glad that's all sorted now that after getting COVID last month, it's all out the way and hopefully don't need to have any more jabs now. So that's all ticked off, which is good. Also, we have started our antenatal classes recently, which have been really, really useful. And for those who don't know, antenatal classes are for couples to attend to learn in more detail about labour, birth, what to do when baby is here, like feeding and sleep. And sometimes they offer baby first aid classes too. Uh, my one certainly does. It's up to you if you want to attend. I believe that you can go through the NHS, which is free, but they tend to prioritise those that may not have the funds and can do with the extra support. So that means that there are a lot of private antenatal group classes available out there as well. The most common one people probably have heard of or is maybe the most popular, I'm not, I'm not too sure, it's called NCT, uh, which is a charity. But there is lots out there to explore, so I'd strongly encourage you to look around and see what kind of works for you if you are looking at antenatal classes. We are at a group called Bump and Baby and we're really enjoying it. It's really, really great. And what's really good about it is that they also focus on the social aspect of it, getting you to meet other couples in your area, creating a WhatsApp group for you all um, so that, you know, you're all due at the same time, which helps you build that support network. You're all going through the same thing and having your babies around the same time, which is lovely. And I even met a woman who has the exact same due date as me and lives on the same road. So you really, really don't know who you're going to meet. It can really be that beneficial in just meeting like-minded people who are going through the same each week. And there's quite a few women who are due around the same time as me. So Imagine bumping into them on the labour ward. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, maybe not in the depths of labour, but maybe afterwards with our babies. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really great. And we've had two sessions so far led by a brilliant midwife. They're all in Bump and Baby. They're all led by midwives. So also make sure in the antenatal group classes you're looking at that they are run by professionals, medical professionals, because some might not be. You never know. And so far we have focused on labour and birth, which have been really useful and interesting, as I've said, and mainly about the stages of labour, the interventions, the pain relief that can um, help as well. So, yeah, I think it's what's great about it is that the men are there as well. It's not just for women, which... You know, years and years ago, it was just mothers who went to these things. But it's so important that you're there as a couple, you're learning together, and then you can have those discussions and be like, mm, is that for us? Is that not? And that's why it's great. And <laughs> last session, Adam even got to go have a go at being strapped up as if he was about to have an epidural, which was very funny, which was kind of to demonstrate all the different wires and stuff that you actually need for an epidural that some women might not have been aware of. So 
that was that was very fun to uh, witness. <laughs> so I definitely recommend antenatal classes for feeling a bit more prepared for when baby eventually does come along. Another reason things are feeling very real now is that me and Adam sat down and made a birth plan together. I used an online virtual birth plan taken from the Positive Birth Book, which I'll put in the bio if anyone wants to use that the template that they have, as it's really easy because you can just go through, tick off what your preferences are, what you want to include in your, in your plan, and it kind of makes it all for you and you just print it out. I'll probably write it up too just so that I have both versions uh, to make my preferences really clear for anyone who sees them and so that I can kind of feel it, fill in some details that I don't feel were fully uh, represented in the visual cards that they provide so that's just me being a bit pedantic there <laughs> but yeah that's that's my plan and we had lots of chats about what ifs and what I'm comfortable with so that he as my birth partner can advocate for me when the time comes because you might not realize women can't really advocate for themselves too much because they're going to be in the depths of this birth and may not be able to communicate as well so it's so important that your birth partner does know what you want and they can advocate for you it was actually a really lovely thing to do together as well very bonding and I almost felt a bit emotional by the end as it feels like a big step and one that means that we are one step closer to meeting our baby as well I'll also briefly mention baby kicks as she really means business now. <laughs> Every movement she makes, pretty much I can feel it. She's moving right now as I speak, <laughs> just giving me a little poke. And sometimes it can be quite vigorous. I've definitely randomly yelped a couple of times out of nowhere because she's just gone and done a big elbow poke or something like that. Uh, so that's quite funny. I'm always like, I'm fine. It was just a shock, that's all. <laughs> and also what's really weird is... It's quite common for her to move a lot in the morning when I've woken up and we've recently had bathrooms done and we had to get up at seven every day because of when they come and arrive to, to do the stuff. And then the first day that we could have a light in, someone decided to move about at 7am and wake me up automatically, which I think was very clever but very annoying. So, yeah, she... <laughs> She's um, adjusted to my new my new time of waking up, which is, you know, whenever I want. <laughs> but yeah, that that was like freaky. I was like, wow, she she knew the time to, to kind of wiggle about because that's what I've been doing for the past like three weeks. So that was very clever, baby. Very clever indeed. Finally, I'll quickly chat about my 32 week midwife appointment, which again had all the usual checks, which went fine. And it's interesting to know now where the baby is facing in the uterus as you want to start to be thinking about getting that baby in the optimal birth position for when the time comes. Obviously, there's only so much you can control. But yeah, yeah the midwife does have a little check and feels for the baby and tries to see where they are. And that optimal birth position, by the way, is ideally head down and their back is to your bump so not their back is against your back but their back is facing your bump basically 
My midwife wasn't completely certain, but she did think my baby was head down in that moment, which is good. But they're still able to wiggle about and move, so I'm not really worrying too much about all of that. Uh, we'll see what position she is in next time. In this month's topic, well, it's less of a topic, I would say, but I thought I would just chat about what I've discovered so far from the different sources that I'm using and learning from about becoming a mum. As I've said many times before, I feel better when I'm kind of taking in information that I feel I don't have so that I can feel that I'm ready and I'm sure I will never feel fully satisfied but I found getting info from different sources about different areas of pregnancy and the postnatal period helping so that I feel just a bit more prepared and I'm starting to feel like I'm doing like a course and a degree in pregnancy, birth and beyond at the moment because the amount I'm, I am consuming. So I do need to step back a little bit and just be like, it's, you know, it's going to be okay. And all of that may go out the window anyway when the baby's here. Um, but it's just the way I am. And I'm sure many women feel that they don't need to learn so much and go on instinct and things like that. And that's fine as well. As I've discussed before on the podcast I have been reading different books which I have found useful for kind of referring back to when I need to and I'm sure I'll find helpful when the baby's here too and it's interesting to know that some books you might not get on with and actually find that you don't agree with their styles their advice on parenting and that has actually happened to me and Adam and we decided to just stop reading it, get rid of the book, because it doesn't reflect the values that we think we want to hold in parents. So just don't don't feel pressure to listen to all... Obviously, learn different advice, learn, you know, different opinions, because you might find that one you, you steered more towards than the other. But know that you don't have to take in all the advice and agree with it. You can just go, actually, that's not what I want to do. So put that to one side and I won't mention the book because some parents might find it's a really good book and that's what they want to use so that's what it's all about no one is right or wrong it's just about discovering what you connect with and what you don't and as well as books I found many brilliant social media accounts which again I have mentioned before kind of ranging from midwives lactation consultants and positive birth accounts uh, the midwife team that I'm under care for actually have their own account too which is lovely to to watch and and see what information they post about and I also recently found a really useful sleep consultant as well on Instagram which has lots of helpful information day to day so I'll put the account in the bio section as well and I found her through watching a YouTube masterclass via the Positive Birth Company and it was all about safe sleeping for a newborn up to six months old which was great to learn about because I felt like I didn't really know much about that area of things beforehand. I suppose it's not as simple as you just put the baby to sleep when they want to sleep. You don't, you've got to look for those cues, you've got to know when the baby actually wants to sleep and how long they may sleep and how different babies can be and not to compare and things like that. I won't go fully into it. (laughs) 
And it's safe to say my notebook is filling up with information and ideas and it just helps me feel a bit more reassured and calm and prepared for when the baby comes along. But again, other pregnant women may have different ways of feeling prepped and it's all about finding your own way through this inevitable life-changing adventure that is about to happen. Did you know? This month's Did You Know is short and sweet and is all about your maternity notes. At the end of the first midwife appointment, your midwife will give you your maternity notes. And the notes may be digital in an app or website or probably written down in a book or folder. I certainly have the book version. And these notes are a record of your health, your appointments and test results in pregnancy. They also have useful phone numbers, for example, your maternity unit or midwife team. And they are updated at every appointment you have about your progress, any medical checks that took place and the results of those. It even includes helpful information about what to do in early labour, when you think you may need to go into hospital and helpful resources throughout, which can be really helpful for you as well. So it's helpful for the doctors who see you and also for yourself to kind of look back over and be like, when, what was the fetal heart rate in the last appointment that you had? Things like that. And you should have these notes with you all the time until you have your baby. And this is so any healthcare staff you may meet can read about your pregnancy and your health if you need urgent medical care. So ideally... Anyone who's not met you before can quickly look at your notes and have a good background on how you have been doing over your pregnancy. There we go, that's what your maternity notes are all about. That brings episode 8 to a close. Thank you so much for joining. Feels like it was a lengthy one this month. It was all, all on time, so that's good. <laughs> because I do feel like I have a lot to say at the moment and I just feel like I have a lot to do before baby comes. But it's all going to be fine. Just take a deep breath, right? <laughs> so join me next time when I will be 36 weeks. What? I don't know when that is. I think that's after Christmas, it must be. So have a great Christmas. Enjoy your December, your winter, whatever. And I'll speak to you soon. If you have any ideas or questions for the podcast, please send them through to tryingtogrowhuman at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at tryingtogrowahuman. And please, I would so love it if you could rate, review and of course subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. It will help others find this podcast. Thanks you lovely lot for listening. I send you love and luck on whatever life journey you are going through right now. You can do it. This podcast is dedicated to all those who grew the humans before us. You are amazing.